Hello and welcome to the Arrow Video Podcast with Sam and Dan. I'm Sam Ashurst, I'm a writer, I'm a director and a podcast person. And as you may have realised already, because Dan's normally the one that does the intro, Dan Martin is away this fortnight. But I'm not on my own this time. I have been joined by a fellow podcaster, a movie expert, an all-round brilliant person. And that person's name is... Shay. Shay Mosafin uh, of the, the Movie Melt podcast, of Black Widio uh, VHS distribution, and uh, also of the house that I live in, um, <laughs> because uh, we are uh, married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, Shay, as I always say on this show, knows more about movies than I do. So I'm very, very excited to have her as a co-host for the first time ever. You may recognise her voice from the True Romance episode. And this week we're going to be talking about Maniac Cop 2, which we watched on the Arrow streaming service. And this is a film that Shay and I love very much. We're both big fans of this movie Mm -hmm. for many, many reasons, which we will get into. But before we do that, Shay, what is your background with Maniac Cop 2? have a very specific memory of watching part two but I do remember watching part one two and three one hazy night in (laughs) Alaska when I was probably in junior high and they all kind of blended together but I remember part two being very action-packed and very very New York something that I really noticed on this watch actually the New Yorkness of it New York it's a cliche to say but it really felt like another character Mm -hmm. and really kind of gave me comic book movie vibes this time (laughs) Oh, yeah, I could see that. Maniac Cop himself has elements of, like, the Punisher, but also, you know, this time around he's got a little sidekick, his kind of pervert Robin. He does. And, yeah, there's some kind of low-angle shots of big buildings that really reminded me of Gotham City. It's kind of a crazy movie, though, tonally. Yeah, tonally it starts off feeling like... Cobra. <laughs> there's sort of a there's a fight in a grocery store. Yeah. And then you see this very imposing Matt Cordell. Part two begins where part one stops. So yes. there's a seamless transition. And there's a little bit of question for me about whether or not he's going to be a vigilante or more of a Robocop or right. Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where there's a turn and, and maybe he's going to be kind of a good guy, but no, <laughs> that's not at all what happens. It just goes even crazier and deeper than part one ever does. It does remind me very much of movies like Aliens and Terminator 2, where they kind of take the key elements of the first movie, which Alien and Terminator both feel a lot more serious than their sequels. Yeah, um, oh, where for they sure. they go way more crazy with the action. They went crazier with the budget on this one too. Right, I heard it was like nearly four times as high as part one. That makes sense because the first one is so grindhouse cheapo, yes, high concept. But yeah, for whatever reason, they decided to turn this into an insane action movie and it's interesting what you say about the terminator 2 thing of turning the villain into a kind of hero they kind of try to do that here because there's that weird subplot where he's put in prison and i think he's supposed to be kind of sympathetic i'm not going to spoil the reasons that um it's a flashback and we find out some stuff about his backstory that i think is supposed to make him sympathetic Mm -hmm. but then there's that movie happening and there's 
another movie happening which is more like the first one where yeah. you know yes. he'll go to quote unquote rescue people and then end up killing them yeah he, he kills <laughs> the people that you think he should be rescuing one thing that i i noticed from that opening scene there's the the guy gets shot through a window spoiler alert for the opening scene i guess but we see a uh, made the american way logo on a miller sign and uh, I really feel like Lustig's talking about this movie by <laughs> yeah. having that in the frame because, oh That's boy, really good point. it's very American. It really is. Yeah, this movie falls into a category of movies that poke fun at authority figures. Yes. But not in the Keystone Cop or Police Academy variety <laughs> or even the Robocop variety. It's Right. Yeah, it's more of a middle finger to authority. And there's enjoyment in that as well. We're not really laughing at Matt Cordell, but we're squealing with delight as cars careen through the street and he throws people through walls and the stunts in this i'm sure we'll talk more about that but every time there's a stunt i gasp like if someone gets thrown into the wall they're not just being thrown into the wall they're being thrown three or four feet higher than they should be into yes. the wall. Like there's a trebuchet on the other side of the camera just like cannonballing them across the set absolutely and this movie contains one of the most insane stunts uh, i've ever seen the women in this movie are, are, are pretty great in general like Teresa's such a badass and i fucking love the chainsaw moment but the steering wheel handcuff car chase sequence that it, is unreal it's unreal it's and so good. It, it's as good as anything i've seen in like hong kong action cinema it kind of reminds me of a, a jackie chan so sequence much. oh the stunt people are doing things that you're watching because it looks amazing but you're also going oh my God, are they going to survive that? <laughs> that scene where she's handcuffed. Oh my God, the entire scene. I just couldn't believe how much danger she was actually in. I think you said a couple of times, I can't believe they made a stuntman do that. Like even in that opening <laughs> yeah. sequence. Yeah. One minute you're looking at the maniac cop's Mickey Mouse gloves. And then... <laughs> he has one Mickey Mouse glove. <laughs> just one. But yeah, you talk about middle finger to authority and I think it's there in the other characters as well because Robert... Davy's brusque cop who hates Claudia Christian's shrink to the extent he'd rather his partner commit suicide than talk about his feelings. Yes. It feels like a parody of a noir detective or a, or a tough cop. It's taken such an extreme. Yeah. And the, the whole movie is kind of an interesting clash of 80s machismo and kind of the start of 90s sensitivity, like this idea of a, a shrink being one of the people who, who takes on the maniac cop. That's right. At one point, she throws shade at the cops and he looks at her and says, you're also a cop. Yeah, like, yeah. That was a pretty, pretty harsh burn, but also a big statement about the way people viewed the career. Absolutely, yeah. completely. And the way it was kind of changing as well, or, or supposedly changing. The 90s was the start of real-life cops having to demonstrate some kind of uh, sensitivity, whereas in the 70s and 80s, it wasn't an issue. But Yeah, and I bet that sensitivity trainings were becoming more of a thing at that time too. Totally. Yeah, yeah and, and we talk about Terminator 2, Obviously, that has its own kind of maniac cop. And what's interesting about that movie is it's kind of a satire on the idea of the cop as the hero. Because in that film, assuming that you hadn't watched any of the trailers, you went into that assuming that Arnold was going to be the bad guy. 
and that yes. the T-1000 was like the, the Michael Bean character sent back to save. And so it's a huge twist, or it's supposed to be a huge twist, when you realise that, oh no, Arnie's there to protect and Robert Patrick is there to destroy. Yes. And the fact that he comes in the guise of a cop through most of the movie, mm-hmm. I think is kind of a satire on the fact we're supposed to trust cops. And I think this is doing some similar stuff. You know, the opening sequences, you say... Like, it's shocking to see him, like, pick up the shotgun, shoot the shopkeeper, and then hand the gun back to the crook. <laughs> yeah. And we don't know if he knows that he's going to get mowed down outside. You know, he ends up befriending a serial killer halfway through the movie. He really does. I was thinking about why he kills who he kills in this movie. Almost like he goes after the folks that the right-wing folks in this country would typically kind of hate. Oh, that's a really good point. Yes absolutely yeah god i hadn't thought of it like that but yeah you've got the racial element in that opening kill Mm -hmm. and then the misogyny element in the kind of next attempted one he takes out a working class tow truck driver rather than the rich yuppie who's berating him for his car God, yeah. and a little spoilery, sorry about that. Oh, no, that's okay. It's Precious Arrowheads, this is all in the first act of the movie. We're not going to get into spoilers for the final act, uh, uh, other than to say the final <laughs> act has... Has one of the best stunts of all time. And mark my words, I mean, the only other thing you're ever going to see that tops that is in Hong Kong action cinema. Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. And you got to see it to believe it. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> We're going to start to wrap things up soon because there are no extras. Uh, it's uh, on the Arrow streaming service that we watch Maniac Cop 2. I don't think they put it out. I know they put out Maniac Cop on Blu-ray a long time ago. Um, but I don't think Arrow ever put out Maniac Cop 2 on Blu-ray. Yeah, but, so. precious Arrowheads, we will be returning to Blu-rays uh, next time. So stay tuned for that. I'll let you know what we're going to be watching next time uh, at the end of the episode. But we can't wrap this up without talking about Leo Rossi as Turkle. Oh, yes. <laughs> which is an insanely creepy performance. Apparently... He went to a strip club as research for this role and uh, he was thrown out for being too creepy. He He, was. He made uh, eye contact with one of the dancers and was removed from the premises. He was a method actor. (laughs) And so he went in and he was in one of those booths that you pop a quarter in. Right. And the screen goes up and down. Right, right, right. I'm sure it's more than a quarter. Right. (laughs) Let's hope it's more than a quarter. Yeah. And yeah, he didn't look at anything below the chin right oh wow and he was tossed out i do love their apartment underground it looks nicer than most new york apartments and it's in a sewer (laughs) (laughs) it's like a neon lit sewer room yeah it's got a lovely neon sign like lovely you know brick design yeah brick beautiful (laughs) (laughs) yeah and yeah he's just an amazing character it's just it's just so weird that the maniac cop just makes a little friend he does halfway through the movie and he's a really kind of loyal and supportive friend as (laughs) well they really want companionship for maniac cop yeah part three Mm. they give him a love interest yeah that's right all right i think that's it for maniac cop 2 but if you would like to know more about this movie get some different facts then head on over to movie melt which is Shay's uh, proper podcast, which she does with her friends, including Angie Moss, Mm -hmm. who did the breakdown on that episode, right? That's right. 
yeah, she did an incredible job. She loves this movie and she really dug into all of the backstory stuff about the making of the actors and some of the really dark true life stories that actually happened behind this movie, which I will not go into. Oh yeah, no, it's it's too dark for yeah, Arrow, too, Arrow Video too Podcast. Too dark for Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to recommendations based on the film. I'll go first with uh, William Lustig's other Maniac movie, Maniac. So not Maniac Cop, but just Maniac. Good old plain Maniac. Oh yes, it is a sweaty, sleazy, very creepy serial killer picture. So uh, I think uh, Leo Rossi's Turkle would enjoy it very much. And it's an appropriate double bill as title star of Maniac, Joe Spinell, was originally meant to be in Maniac Cop 2. He was going to play the Turkle character, but unfortunately he passed away and this movie is dedicated to him. So forget the Peep Show style remake and watch the original and best Maniac. I love this film so much. It makes me feel like taking a shower every time I watch it. Uh, it may be one of the sweatiest movies ever made. So grimy. So grimy. So grimy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Shay, uh, what's first from you, uh, recommendations-wise? Well, Sam, I'm going to recommend <laughs> <laughs> Bad Lieutenant Oh. from 1992. Perfect. You know, another New York grimy, grimy cop movie mm -hmm. directed by classic New York director Abel Ferreira. Mm -hmm. And it is a Harvey Keitel banger. He is just about as terrifying and sleazy and gross <laughs> as Matt Cordell. So if you've never seen it, you better carve out a night to do that. Otherwise, the bad movie police will come and arrest you. That's right. Yeah. Um, forget good cop, bad cop. This is gross cop. Right. <laughs> yeah. For my next recommendation, we're going to go from Robert Zadar to Robert R. Schaefer, who you may recognize as Bob Vance from the U.S. office, but... Schaefer's titular psycho cop is funnier than anything on that show. It was made after the original Maniac Cop, but it's way more of a slasher than that movie. You know, Maniac Cop 2 is an action film. Psycho Cop is a full-blown slasher movie. And yeah, it's just ridiculous. There is a Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray if you can find it. And yeah, if you want to laugh a lot at some really preposterous puns, and uh, a lot of gurning from <laughs> the villain, then uh, I can't really recommend anything higher than Psycho Cop. That's one of the downsides of the Maniac Cop franchise is he's not exactly the most articulate villain. And uh, sadly, uh, Robert Zadar's beautiful face is hidden behind so much makeup that yes. you can't really see it's any like expression. Mask. He's basically a masked killer. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. He absolutely is. I love that. And what is next from you? I am going to recommend, speaking of Robert Zadar. Oh, perfect. I'm going to recommend a Robert Zadar movie called Killing American Style. Oh, beautiful. It is a mind-boggling experience. It is a film directed by Amir Shervin, who mm. is famous for directing Samurai Cop. So we've got another cop connection. That's right. Here, um, This is jam-packed with absolutely bonkers stunts and really intense overacting 
but maybe some of the best acting that Robert Zadar has ever done. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's kind of charismatic and mm-hmm. aggressive and, yeah, God, I love Killing American Style. It's so, so fun. Yeah, that's a great one. It's yeah. a little hard to track down, but if you can find it, then you will not be sorry. You really won't. Excellent. That's it for recommendations based on the film. Now we are going to move on to recommendations based on the past couple of weeks. Once again, I will go first. And it's a bit of a a bummer for my first kind of recommendation. I'm recommending it because you've got to see it, but it wasn't really for me. Um, Luther, The Fallen Son. Now, I love the Luther series so much, but the movie sucked so bad. The plot made no sense. Luther's detective work is truly insane and baffling like there's one early kind of clue he gets by working out um like a radio frequency is is coming from somewhere oh yeah yeah Uh, yeah like he can just tune into it and scramble it and he knows what it means (laughs) yeah exactly and like he's got this supposed x-men style superpower where he can tell if someone's if someone has bad intentions or or, or whatever he can read whether or not they're a criminal yeah exactly but then they twist this into an insane plot hole where he meets (laughs) the most evil vicious vile criminal in the history of London ever and uh, just kind of takes a a juicy fruit from him and and moves on with his day so yeah that's a slight spoiler but something that isn't a spoiler because it happens right at the start the decision to put Luther into prison yeah it's just so so dumb and to have him the raid his way out of that prison is just it just doesn't (laughs) fit the show doesn't fit the character it was disappointing all across the board yeah I try to keep it positive on this show but I was so disappointed in Luther and Maniac Cop 2 feels nuanced and subtle by comparison. So um, I recommend it. (laughs) Jay, what's what's from you? Can you go more positive Uh, than that? I think I can. Yes, I watched a really interesting documentary from the Vice Channel and it's called Abandoned about dead malls. What In America, yeah, it was really fascinating. It was made by a skateboarder Mm-hmm. who just goes from dead mall to dead mall in, I think, the Ohio area, Akron, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They go into these facilities that have just, they've just been decimated by you know vandalism, but also just neglect, years of people turning their back on this staple of society. You know how malls have multiple levels, but mm-hmm. there's usually railings that keep you from falling down right. five or six stories. They're all removed. They're all gone. Oh, wow. Black mold everywhere. Plants growing through the cracks. Oh, I love that kind um, of thing. It's yeah. incredible to look at, but you can smell it like by looking at it. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's really amazing to go into these dead malls, though, and, and see some of the reclamation that's going on. It's a problem in American society, and I'm sure across the world, too, but there are so many buildings now that have fallen into complete disrepair and you just can't afford to run them anymore everything's online and and people haven't figured out a way to repurpose these buildings in a really useful way portland has a great example of a mall kind of coming back from the dead that's right by integrating local businesses and artists and and people who actually care about the space but um, other malls are being taken over by office cubicles or churches mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even like mega churches move into these buildings mm. so it was pretty fascinating to watch it's a f- short watch i think it's about 45 minutes mm-hmm. 
um, it goes a little off near the end. They mm-hmm. go skateboarding mm-hmm. for a long time. And then they, <laughs> they end up doing a ghost hunt in one of the buildings. They too, sound amazing. <laughs> it's pretty good. Next up from me is a documentary from 1988. So another documentary called Comic Book Confidential. It's a chronological history of comic books. So, of course, it starts out with superhero stuff. But at around the midpoint, it starts to get very, very interesting indeed because we get on to the history of underground comics. Oh, wow. And my God, the access this thing has is incredible. You've got people like Linda Barry, Charles Burns, Robert Crumb, Will mm. Eisner, mm. William N. Gaines, Bill Griffith, Jamie Hernandez. It's just... Everybody. Everybody. It is one of the most entertaining and unique documentaries I've seen because each of the talking heads, it has the vibe of the creator, whether that's them reading out sections from their own comic books um, while we see art, which is really, really fun, or the Bill Griffith section has like a live action recreation of one of his characters. It's just so weird and cool. Um, Harvey Picard's in there too, just loads and loads of amazing creators so if you have any kind of interest in comic books especially the underground stuff from the late 60s early 70s and beyond then i can't recommend it any higher it's called comic book confidential and i recommend it shay what's next from you i have a movie called killer to recommend oh yes but it's killer with an exclamation point at the oh, end oh yeah it yes. sure is so it's different than <laughs> than every other movie called killer yeah. <laughs> and it really earns that exclamation point it doesn't sure it does it <laughs> really really does it is an incredible movie the art on the box might tell you otherwise but it's a slasher and it's gnarly it's somewhere between blue vengeance and the hitcher mm. um and it's in that sort of universe of, I'd say, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, where you're following mm-hmm. the wild, insane meanderings of a serial killer and and hearing his innermost thoughts. Mm. And there is some incredible dialogue. There is one scene in particular that I will never forget where he is very slowly explaining to a victim how he's going to kill her. Yeah. And it's so disturbing. At one point, it gives a monologue that sounds like it should be in Hellraiser he sounds like a Cenobite he's talking about heaven and hell (laughs) and like you can't go to hell if you don't have a soul yeah hence the tagline oh yeah (laughs) and uh yeah the actor's name is Duke Ernsberger and his only other credit was in Ernest movies right Uh, he's very charismatic but terrifying it is a really uh, underseen underappreciated grimy American slasher and I highly recommend it the thing it kind of reminded me most of was the Poughkeepsie tapes. It has that kind of really almost like you're watching a snuff film feel. And the effects are kind of way more advanced than the budget. Yeah, Um, they're so good. Really, really good. It's such a great movie. I, I second that recommendation wholeheartedly. Now, because Dan isn't here, we're not gonna do extra features in uh, honour of him, even though I'm married to Shay, it would feel like a betrayal if we were to do (laughs) the the extra features um, uh, theme without Dan. So Dan, if you're listening, we are thinking of you, we miss you, we'll see you again soon. And uh, yeah, let's instead just move straight on to 
Well, let's do a little bit of promotion, shall we? Uh, Shay runs an incredible VHS label, and I say it's incredible because two of my movies are on it. <laughs> He's <laughs> uh, a little biased. <laughs> Black Widow, and uh, your most recent release is something very special, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's called Dead of Night, and it's a TV series from Spokane, Washington, made by two overnight mall security guards who met on the job and they wanted to make a show in the vein of the x-files and uh they did it on the job (laughs) in their uniforms it's incredible borrowed equipment and they made a show and eventually they tried to air it on cable access but they weren't able to i think they made someone mad uh at the station and they had to buy time on the infomercial channel so you'd be watching an ad for the thigh master as you do at one in the morning, and then dead of night comes on, and these guys are chasing orbs through the city, and they're being attacked by basilisks and lictors, and they're shooting at each other with real guns, and being stalked by murderous psychic teenagers, and it's an incredible show, and it's, it was completely missing. So through a friend, I was able to track them down, and we were able to release volume one, mm. and we're working on volume two. Heck yeah. And now if you go to Shay's website right now, as we're recording this, it is sold out. However, Shay will be doing a very, very limited number re-release type thing in the next kind of month or so. So just keep an eye on the Black Widow website and how can you get to that website you can find my website through instagram or on squarespace and what is your handle oh my handle is black underscore vv ideo black the video or (laughs) video if you will (laughs) excellent excellent i really really highly recommend dead of night it's so so fun and i've seen it probably a million times um (laughs) you've been very very patient (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and i still enjoy it there's certain even sound effects that if i hear them in the other room i will start laughing um (laughs) not at it with it the guys who made it are very much in on the joy that people get from from their show oh absolutely um yeah Yeah, they're blown away they're like whoa you guys like this (laughs) yeah we love it we love it yeah all right well that's it from shay and all i have to say is come back next time because uh, i will be breaking down in detail the wonderful ridley scott legend going to be going into detail about the movie and all of the extras and i have so much to say about that movie so please come back in two weeks for that and until then thank you so much for listening and we promise to be more professional next time bye bye